tools for living, room to grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to The Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, episode 23. Well, you guys, I have just been thinking of you so, so much lately, especially over these past few weeks after doing the decade in review and looking at all the things that God has done over this past decade. Um, it One of the big highlights is you. That's right. I don't know if you realize this, but I've been wanting to do a podcast again for many years, and it actually was one of my 2019 goals. And here we are. We officially have a podcast. And and it appears that you're listening on the other side of this microphone. <laughs> I have to confess it's a little weird. I'm sitting here in my office, and when it comes to these solo episodes, it's really kind of an act of faith. But I find myself just imagining you on the other side. Maybe you've got a cup of coffee. Maybe you're driving the kids to school. Um, It just really means a lot to know that we have this chance to touch hearts and just share what God's doing and what He wants to say. And that's really been my primary prayer over these last couple weeks is, Lord, I've got lots of opinions, but I want to know what you want to say to these girls. Because you know what? I mean, life's busy. We don't have time just to listen to chit-chat. I don't know about you, but when I go to a conference or a Bible study, I'm looking to hear from God. And although it kind of seems a little bit haughty to think that God might want to use this time, that's exactly my prayer. That's exactly my prayer. Well, you know, as we looked back, if you if you're wondering what a decade in review was, um, I talk about that in episode 21 about doing um, just looking back in gratitude, seeing how far the Lord has brought us so that we can move forward into 2020 with clarity. And if you're interested in that, you can just go to joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash zero two one, and you can learn more about the decade in review and you can access your free worksheets. You know, it was just so fun to look back with the focus of looking for the good. I don't know about you, but I tend to look back and see where I've failed. I don't always look for the growth. And so this whole exercise was watching for God, seeing um, seeing those baby steps, 10 years of baby steps that turned into real progress. Um, it was a lot of fun. And so I, I hope that you were able to celebrate the victories, no matter how small, because I really think that as we look back with gratitude, we can move forward with confidence. And so that's really the heart of today is how do we move forward in this new year? I think a lot of times I look back, especially when I'm looking at my goals and and I see how far I have to go. Sometimes I look back with regret. And maybe maybe that's kind of how you have viewed 2019. I know I have friends who've said, thank God this year is over. And I understand. I have definitely had years like that. So many times I look back with regrets and the woulda, coulda, shouldas and the if onlys and what might have been. And and sometimes it can even turn into that whole, you know, where I'm beating myself up for how I failed. And, And I think that's not the kind of looking back that God wants us to do. Sometimes a lot of us look back with resignation and we go, well, I tried. 
you know, I tried, I tried to lose weight in 2019 and it didn't work. I gained five pounds. <laughs> and so we just feel like, what's the use of even trying? But listen, don't, don't look back with resignation. Look back and look for the lessons that you can learn and then bring those lessons into 2020. But let's not bring regret and let's not just resign ourselves and give up trying. Some of us may look back with some longing. Um, maybe we're looking back and uh, some real transitions have happened. Maybe we left a place that we loved, a job that we loved. Maybe a marriage broke up. Maybe um, our children have graduated from high school and we're dealing with the empty nest and there's just a lot of longing to go back and have things the way it used to be. But you know what? I think we can look back with gratitude, but let's let's move forward knowing that God has something new, even if it is a new season that we're not particularly fond of. There's others of us who perhaps look back with some resentment. There's some things that happen, some hurts that um, we're really having a hard time getting over. And I talk about forgiveness and cultivating a, an unoffendable heart in episode 16 and 19. And I share how we can get frozen at a past point of pain and feel stuck. I don't know about you, but there have been points in my life where um, everything kind of refers back to that. It happened years ago, but I live life through the filter of past pain. And I find myself telling the same story over and over again. Can I encourage you? It's time to let go of the past so we can move forward into the future. I really think that's the number one way to move forward in 2020 is to be willing to let God have the past. Uh, I love what Oswald Chambers says. He says, let the past sleep, but let it sleep on the bosom of Christ. Leave the irreparable past in his hands and step out into the irresistible future with him. Oh, one of the things I felt so strongly as I've been preparing for this time together is that God has good things for you, my friend. He's got good things. Listen, even in the middle of circumstances that may have not changed, even in the middle of goals that were went unmet, he's got good things for you. And he's just saying, "Hey, listen, get your eyes on me." Stop looking back. I want to take you forward into something more. Because here's the deal, you guys. We have a God who is a powerful, mighty God. He's a transforming God. And He loves to change hearts. He loves to change lives. But He invites us to do it with Him. And that was probably the most powerful thing of looking back at the last 10 years is to see God's faithfulness, how faithful he's been, those things that I thought I would never have victory in, those areas that were kind of besetting sins and, and how the Lord has set me free over time as I've just followed him. Um, as we're looking at four ways to move forward in 2020, I wanted to share this verse with you, Philippians 3, 12 through 14. I love Paul's heart. He's one of my favorite um, people in scripture because he's honest about where he's been, but he's also hopeful for where he's going. 
In Philippians 3, Paul's been talking about spiritual maturity and becoming more like Christ. But then in verses 12 through 14, he says these words, and they become my life verse. He says, Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do— forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. And as I've been just meditating on these verses, and I've just seen four ways out of these verses that we can move forward. And the first one, as I already shared, is let go of the past. I know, I know, it's so much easier to say and harder to do, and yet it really does start with a choice where we give what happened last year, what what has been so difficult, we give it to God and we dare to imagine that He can take it and turn it for good and that He has something new ahead for us. You cannot change a thing about your past, but you can definitely change your future. You can. You can let go of the hurt, and you can learn from your mistakes. You can choose to take only the good things from last year and leave the rest in God's hands. Uh, It's kind of fun that Josh is learning how to drive, and this was really brought home to me as we were driving to Missoula, which is about 45 minutes north of us, and he's driving on the highway, and it's wonderful because it's four-lane and it's fairly straight, so it's a great place to learn. Um, but he's, uh, you know, he's. I'm teaching him all the different pieces, like you've got to check your rearview mirrors and you got to do all this and kind of you're moving your eyes. And it's just so funny because um, he's trying to learn how to do that, but he went to adjust the rearview mirror as he was driving. And all of a sudden, guess what? He started going off the road and, and he hit the rumble strips, thank goodness. And, and that warned him that he was getting off track. And so he pulled in, but here's the reality, you guys, it, it's been a proven fact. You go where you're looking. You go where you're looking. And if our eyes are always in the rearview mirror, if we're always looking back with regret or resentment or longing or resignation, we're never going to go forward and make the progress that God wants to give us. The number two way we can move forward in 2020 is to be persistent and expectant. I don't know about you, but I give up way too easy. I give up way (laughs) way too easy. Kind of my uh, motto in life is, you know, when the going gets tough, Joanna does something else. (laughs) I don't like it when it's hard. And yet this life, you guys, this life requires persistence. If we're going to become everything God wants us to be, we're going to have to press on, like Paul says in verse 12. He says these words, and I just love this. This is really the part that just resonates in my heart. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Did you know that God has chosen you? He has apprehended your heart for a purpose. He really has, you guys. He not only loves you, but He wants to release within you everything you were created to be. First of all, He took hold of you for a relationship with God. 
He wants to reconcile you fully to God. And if you're constantly looking back at your failures, if you're constantly letting the enemy in your own flesh beat you up with all the things that you are not, all the ways that you failed, making you feel unworthy, um, making you afraid to approach the Lord, well, then the enemy wins. And so please, 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 let's leave what's behind and press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. One of the other things that He has taken hold of you is to make you more like Jesus, which can I just tell you is a process. I kept waiting for the magic wand. I kind of thought that, you know, when I gave my heart to Jesus, all of a sudden I would be perfect and without flaw. And oh my goodness, here we are. Here we are, middle age and probably past, if you're really accurate, at least for me. I'm past middle age and still have not arrived. And yet God has done so much in me. He wants to shape our character. He wants us to press on and let Him work in our lives. He also wants to take hold of us to use us for God's kingdom. Listen, you've got gifts and talents. You've got unique abilities, unique insights that nobody else has. And you know what? He wants to use them. It doesn't matter whether you have one talent, like the servants in the Bible, or five talents or ten talents. It doesn't matter how many or how few you have. God wants to use you. He wants to make you a blessing to your world. Most of all, I really believe that God has taken hold of you. Christ has taken hold of you because He wants to shape you into an accurate reflection of who God is to our world. That's how we glorify God. I love that Paul says, I have not already obtained all this. I have not already arrived at my goal. Listen, That brings hope to my heart because no matter how far we have to go, oh, oh, we are becoming more like Jesus. There are so many times where I just kind of throw up my hands and go, well, I guess I'm just always going to be this way. But as I have let God get His hands on me, He's been using a process year after year, month after month, day after day, repentance after repentance. He's been shaping me into a woman God can use. Uh, I mentioned this back in the decade of review. Rather than getting discouraged about all the unmet goals, roll them over into 2020. Maybe you didn't meet them in 2019. Ask the Lord, is this still something you desire for my life? I'm continuing to uh, try to get my eating under control and not just be kind of lazy about what I put in my mouth. A friend of mine was talking about an addiction that that he's trying to break, and it's just so hard, and he feels so, so hopeless. But listen, listen, you guys, don't quit quitting. Those habits you need to break, don't quit quitting. But those habits you need to make, don't quit trying. Don't quit trying. There's kind of this corny little saying that triumph is simply try added to umph. So press on, press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of you. But here's the really wonderful news, and it's the third way to move forward in this new year cooperate with God's grace. 
Oh, you guys, this was so life-changing to me when I discovered that God was not setting me up to fail. He was not saying, Joanna, this is how high you have to jump and you better do it, girl, or else. No, 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 no. Those things that he's written in his word, those higher, those higher purposes that he has for us, those better ways of living, he's not leaving us to figure out how to do it on his own. Instead, instead, by His Holy Spirit, He comes and dwells within us. And the same power the Bible says—I <laughs> keep saying this first, but it's so true—the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and it will quicken your mortal body. The Holy Spirit of God, if you know Jesus is your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit of God and all of His power is available to help you live a holy life. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. You do not do it alone. Listen, God is with you. God is in you. And God is working on your behalf. I love what Paul writes in Colossians 1.29 when he's kind of talking about this pressing on toward a goal. He says, to this end I labor. But then he adds these words struggling with all His energy, which so powerfully works within me. Oh, you guys, the same grace of God that saved you is the grace of God that's going to change you. And I hope if you don't understand what that looks like, I hope you'll go back and listen to episode two, where I talk about the incredible power of grace. It changed everything for me. I spent so much of my early Christian life trying to, you know, on this self-improvement program, thinking that I had to do good and be good and try hard. And it never got me as far as when I began to partner with God and cooperate with the grace that He gave and allow the Holy Spirit to teach me and lead me and and rebuke me and bring me to repentance because in all of that, He was changing me as I cooperated with Him. So as you strain towards what is ahead, remember you're not doing it alone. And yet at the same time, <laughs> we don't get to just lay there and wait until God does it. You know, I love, I love the illustration that I used in one of my book of another author who said that, you know, she was like laying down on the operating table and saying, Oh Lord, have your way, change me. And God saying, Okay, well, um, put your hands behind your head. Now sit up. Now lay down. Now sit up. Now lay down. <laughs> now do that a hundred times. And she writes, uh, that's not what I was thinking of, but that's exactly what God has in mind. Uh, Paul tells Timothy, exercise yourself to godliness. Strain toward what is ahead, Paul tells us in Philippians 3. And in the Greek, that gives a picture of an athlete who is fully engaged. He's not just standing around, shaking out his legs, waiting for the, the gun to fire. No, he's at the starting line. And then as he pushes off, he's training. He's, he's engaging all of his muscles. All of his being is fully engaged. And we need to lean forward, you guys. I know. Oh my goodness. There are so many areas in where I've just shrank back. You know, I've just decided, well, I, I don't think it's possible for me. Lord, I know I need to change in that area, but it's just so hard. And God's just saying, oh, Joanna, Joanna, please, please, please engage. Because as you engage, as you lean forward, as you obey me, the same power 
that created the world dwells in you. And I want to enable you to make forward progress if you will just cooperate with me. Anticipate, you guys. Part of that leaning forward, I want you to anticipate what God might have for you in 2020 and then be available. (laughs) So many times I have an idea of what God wants to do in my life that I miss the thing that He may have for me that day. So don't get so focused on that goal that you think He has for you, that you're not just available today. Because one of the ways we can be fully engaged, one of the ways that we can press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us is to be available this moment, this moment, this day. Um, There are things that He has for you to do. And as you're just ready and willing, I I got this picture as I was praying uh, of just being ready. And then as God comes and as we're keeping our eye on Him, we begin to run and He hands back that baton and we strain for it and we take it and we begin to run. God has things He wants you to do. And then the fourth way that I see in this verse, Philippians 3, 12 through 14, to move forward is to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the goal, straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. But then he elaborates, um, scripture elaborates in Hebrews 12, 1, where we're told, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Remember, you guys, you're going to go where you're looking. (laughs) And as I'm just looking at Jesus, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking at the goals that I have or the things I think He wants me to do, but each and every day I wake up with my eyes set on Jesus, ready, anticipating, expectant, and persistent, willing to partner with Him. As I fix my eyes on Jesus, I fulfill His purposes for our lives. But we see several things in keeping our eyes on Jesus. We need to throw off everything that hinders. We need to throw off the lies we believe, the sin we keep giving into, the regrets, the resentments. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus because here's the thing. I love the last part of Hebrews 12.1, for He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He knows exactly what He's doing in our life, and we can trust Him. And as we partner with the Holy Spirit and cooperate with God's grace, we're going to become everything God wants us to be, not just down in the future, but here, this moment today. But I also want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the true finish line. This world is not all there is. That goal that God has called you to, that dream He's put in your heart, that's not all there is. There is heaven, and that's what we're living for, is the finish line where we leave this world and we enter the next. I want to encourage you to commit to the long haul. Commit to the long haul. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. I was just thinking this morning, serving Jesus isn't a trial offer. You know, like all over the internet, I'm seeing like, you know, try this for 30 days, money back guarantee. And if it doesn't work for you, you'll get your money back. No, 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 no. This is all out. Surrender, my friend. We don't get to try Jesus and see if He works for us. We need to surrender our lives to Jesus because I can tell you from experience, that's the only way that we're going to experience everything God has for us. I love what John Newton once wrote, uh, the author of Amazing Grace. 
He had so many regrets from his life of slave trading and sin. But he wrote these words, I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I want to be. I am not what I hope to be in another world, that is heaven. But still, I am not what I once used to be. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. Oh, you guys, I want you to be able to say that. In fact, I encourage you to go and recite 1 Corinthians 15.10 to yourself in the mirror, where Paul writes these words, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. Well, if you would like to kind of dive a little deeper into this, you can find uh, a special worksheet that I created for this episode, Four Ways to Move Forward in 2020, as well as links to the podcast episodes that I mentioned uh, in today's broadcast. I also want to just say to those of you who maybe one of your goals for 2020 is to write a book, I'm really honored to be part of the Flourish Writer Storyteller Conference that's happening uh, right now. It will be available from January 10th to the 23rd, free of cost. Uh, You can buy an extended version and watch it at your convenience later. But I'm excited to be talking about telling biblical stories with a modern day application. And there's all sorts of wonderful guests. So you can check the show notes at joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash 023023 to get all of these links. Well, Thank you so much for tuning in. It's just a joy to be with you. And I I hope that this was encouraging to you. Maybe there's a friend that needs um, needs to learn these four ways to move forward in 2020. You can take a screenshot of this and share it with her or uh, share the Facebook links at Joanna Weaver Books on Facebook. Well, until next time, you guys, I just want you to know you are so dear to my heart and you are in my prayers. I really want us all to be open to the transformation that God has for us this year. Because as we allow God to get His hands on us, He's going to help us live and love and lead like Jesus. God bless you, my friend.